all you beautiful people out there in podcast land. My name is Paul Workman. And it's your boy Trav. And we are your Oscar Grouches. Welcome back to our Thursday show, Thursday, where we take a look at the oeuvre of a one Oscar bridesmaid and knower of cinema of Mr. Martin Scorsese. And what are we watching this week, Zach? This week, we are talking about Elvis on Tour, a concert film in the visual style of Woodstock Medicine Ball Caravan, which documents Elvis's uh, return to touring after an eight-year hiatus. This might be a silly question, but is this everybody's first time (laughs) watching this movie? Absolutely. I honestly didn't know it was a real movie movie, like... Yeah. So. Um, First time completely, though I have actually seen some clips from it. Oh, nice. Uh, this is first time for me. I feel like I've seen clips, but not knowing not it was from purpose. this movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, no Oscar breakdown, so let's go ahead and just talk about this movie. <laughs> it, it Didn't it win a Golden Globe, though? Not, oh, not, did it? Yeah, let me see. I think it won a Golden Globe for Best Documentary. Let me look that's, at this. That's wild, man. And <laughs> again, we're throwing this word around like, I would never categorize this as a documentary. You know, like, and I, I don't learn like anything. It, well, oh, yeah. I feel like it is like a, a the at the very essence a documentary. It literally is just a documenting the thing. There's no narration or no I mean, added. That's that's essentially what most documentaries used to be. You just yeah. documented something and you watched that right. thing. <laughs> there I mean, it wasn't until I think like Errol Ken Burns. Morris. <laughs> Ken Burns. I, I don't think it was until like someone like Errol Morris came along and started doing the talking heads part of documentaries uh-huh. that, that we really started getting what we think of as a documentary today. So mm-hmm. every week we're fil- we're filming documentaries there every week. We are. Essentially, yes. Essentially. Mm-hmm. Well, let, let's go ahead and change that now. We're we're documentary. We're documenters. <laughs> We are a catalog project. That's right. We're squirting all over them documentaries. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's talk. Uh, did you did you find that Golden Globe? Uh, you can you can start talking amongst yourselves there. <laughs> I, uh, I feel like maybe not. <laughs> you know? Okay. Uh, I I went on over to IMDb and looked it up, and yes, it tied documentary, best documentary film, uh, with Walls of Fire. What wow. is that about? Uh, uh, narrated by Ricardo Montalban, this documentary <laughs> examines the history of Mexican murals and their artists. Among the works examined are those by Jose Clemente Orozco. That sounds fire as fuck, to be honest with mm-hmm. you. Well, it's walls of fire as fuck. So. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I, might, I might need to check that out. Love Ricardo Montalban. Fucking Elvis. All right. So let's talk about this movie. So we're covering it because because Martin Scorsese is the montage supervisor, but I think essentially he is the editor of this film. Right. Yes. And you could tell because it's edited just like the last waltz. Yeah. It it it, they took everything from Woodstock and were like, just do that pretty much like they did with a. like Zach said, yeah, the side by sides and yeah. yeah, yeah, and I, I think, I think this is much more successful than the what they did with Medicine Ball Caravan. <laughs> yeah, well, it's Elvis. In all fairness, I, and even watching this, I still don't get it. 
I do not get it. I do not understand the Elvis fandom. But you know, I'll say the the man the man is a showman. He he. What shows up what was so perform. good about his stage show though? I, I I just I'm not getting the appeal here. Personally, I'm not a big fan of Elvis at this stage in his career. I knowing even knowing now you know that he ripped shit off and he just you know stole from black artists and stuff but growing up i had like a greatest hits tape and i enjoy those early uh rockabilly nashville style of elvis i don't like this uh early soft uh 70s stuff and i don't think i mean his performances are fine but you can tell he's not he's beginning the stages of not being well he's probably on his painkillers and things and i hate to speculate too much about that but well, i mean the yeah. man died on the toilet yeah true and so, he, he's spe- my he, he's my age <laughs> in this film and he just seems so much older maybe that's internalized he looks like shit in this film he's not quite <laughs> you know put on the weight yet but he looks turn like in the shit. corner he's oh, much yeah. chunkier in the face and he, he, he just looks like shit dude he looks out of it yeah, but and, yeah yeah I, the, now his music the musicians that he has surrounded himself with are phenomenal. Yeah. So there's no taking away from that. The music itself sounds good, but he's not a good singer. I, I don't get the voice that he uses and how that's sexy. And I I think by this time he's, he's lost that, that youthful vibrance that his voice had in like the fifties, even though he's not the greatest of singers again, he was a showman and he was doing, he was pushing the limits of uh, what you could do in front of censorship. Uh, I know that Virginia is for Elvis lovers. That's what I did learn from this documentary. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out Happy Coliseum. That's right. Still looks this the fucking same. The mothership. Oh, Lord. We, I, we, we passed by the mothership. On the way to Norfolk the other night, I was like, God, I really hope next time that AW comes through that never there will there, the I, there will never be a wrestling show at the Hampton Coliseum. I, I hope we they're get done it. with it. They're coming no. to the scope and they're coming to Richmond. That is it. I've is given that like up. A pol- is that a policy or just a feeling? No, it's just they haven't done it in so many years that. Uh-huh. Uh, and I love, I prefer the Hampton Coliseum over the scope. Mm-hmm. They used to do Raw at the Coliseum and SmackDown at the Scope, and then they started moving Raw to the Richmond Coliseum. Yeah, I was, I was we're getting way think, off track here, but I was gonna say I, I went and saw a house show in a a Raw taping like back to back. Like one day I went to one, one day I went to uh-huh. the other's the Scope, and then Richmond. <laughs> yeah, my first yeah. show, my first WWE show was at Hampton Coliseum at a live event back when I was oh. a young, 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 young sprout. Well, I'm just trying not to go through the tunnel, so you can come through the tunnel this time. I hear you. Hey, I'll come through them tunnels. <laughs> I'll Elvis my way through them tunnels. Yeah. What I was surprised watching and listening to this is there, there's so many covers, which is kind of weird. I would have loved to hear some more of his original stuff. I mean, like when they cut back to the old footage. Right. Like that's the Elvis I like. So I was like, oh, cool. We got, we got some old uh, 50s footage here. And Yeah, I... I really like the montages of like building the legend of Elvis inside the movie. Mm-hmm. Right. Kind of be like, 
hey, just just so you remember, this was Elvis. Right. And well, it kind of got my brain thinking, what if Weezer did Elvis covers of <laughs> Elvis doing covers? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, we man. will never have another band like Weezer. The trifecta right there. Oh, so good old sad. Weezer. They, they did man. two amazing albums. Uh, and uh. I did see Weezer live because they opened up um, the Waterside when they redid Waterside. And okay. they, they put on a free live show and it was slammed wow. down there. <laughs> packed to the brim. The streets were filled. It was like New York City parade. <laughs> All for Weezer. For Weezer. <laughs> oh, God. Jesus. But, I mean, this movie was really well edited, and the music, like, the musicianship is good, but, yeah, again, Elvis just doesn't do anything for me, so I really don't have anything else to say besides I don't get it. I yeah. don't get the appeal. I mean, for me, I'm kind of like Zach, where I like certain Elvis songs and I even like a couple of his movies, but I've never been like a fan and mostly think of my grandparents. Uh, I don't know if I've mentioned the fact that my dad's parents had a jukebox in their basement when I was growing up. You failed to mention that. And it was just filled. It was just filled with like fifties, fifties pop rock and sixties surf rock. And Uh we did, we did nothing like the, where the the coins were collected inside of it was just open on the bottom. Yeah, so you so just we would just take the quarter or the dime or whatever it was and feed it in over and over again and just keep punching songs in. Most of the time it was Beach Boys. Uh, uh, I was about to say I love the fucking Beach Boys though. God, on, I love the Beach Boys. On on the last episode, I I was throwing out my hot take that I think the Beach Boys are better than the Beatles. Absolutely, I think they're better than the Beatles. I'm I'm right I'm riding that Paul wave all the way. <laughs> Love is magic, baby. I'm Love is it. magic. <laughs> Clifford, the big red dog. See it, everybody. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Um. So, all right. So Elvis had been on on like hiatus for eight years, kind of doing his acting thing before this, right? So that's that's why he did this fifteen stop tour, including our very own mothership, yeah. and um, reestablishing himself as you know. Uh, touring artists and i guess it's a success as far as doing that even though he's not really putting on his best shows for this i don't think he i i appreciate elvis's voice on record i guess it's kind of like the opposite of the band for what you were saying like like, i'll listen to his greatest hits and i'm like yeah i'm feeling it um but i just don't think he's very good here uh i mean he's fine but he's not like iconic best uh king of rock and roll king of whatever um going around in the uh the captain marvel jr jumpsuits (laughs) (laughs) i mean was i guess i didn't look it up was this like the start of that the this tour the start of those it, it very well could have been. <laughs> Put it on know. it to try to hide his tummy a little bit because you could tell he squeezed in there pretty tight. I'm not to body shame or my anything. Man, I mean, my this, man had this. the owl belt buckle. He said, "That's a." He said, "For those of you that can't see, that's an owl. That's an owl." <laughs> I, it's interesting. We got like the generations of, of fans, I guess. So you got the 
you see a lot of the kind of the women who are moms now bringing their teenage daughters to the uh-huh. shows who were yeah. fans growing up and the, they're into it uh, too oh yeah the, he still Not, had you know teenage girls crying or young adults yeah. or maybe maybe they weren't teenagers but young adults yeah hopefully. this chick was balling bro <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah i mean it, it's fun watching him like the the mad dash to the car and stuff trying to get out there. <laughs> no, I will say, you know, going through the airports or going back out to the car or whatever, it was mayhem. So I can't obviously there's still huge star power there. Uh yeah. I just don't see the appeal. But right. also oh man, what was I about to say? Ah damn it. Shit. I lost it. Damn. I lost it. Squirted away. <laughs> <laughs> so the people are talking recently like you know they don't think we'll ever see another like michael jackson st- power uh star like there's elvis and there's michael jackson and i think if we have somebody today who would it be is there anybody i think the closest we're coming is beyonce that's what i think too uh, you know, i so. i can't think of anybody who's that ubiquitous right like, but i also and i don't mean this in a sexist way but i don't think women garner the same reaction as men do when it comes to stardom yeah. like that because you're not going to see a whole lot of guys yelling and screaming and grabbing and clamoring yeah. versus like a Justin Bieber when he was really, really hot and he was a young boy. Right. The amount of little girls that would clamor and yell for you. So, yeah, yeah I don't think we'll ever see anything like a Michael Jackson would come on stage and just move his foot real quick and chicks would faint. You know what like, I mean? Like ten, ten wild minutes stuff. of just raucous cheering. Like the man couldn't even open his mouth without, without people just yeah. going crazy, crazy, not crazy even saying stuff. words. Just like, I think I got, I think I got a popcorn kernel in my tooth. Ah! Well, and I think too, because uh, music's so um, flooded now versus back then. Right. You know, because everybody can record at home and you yeah. can do it on your own now, which is a great thing, but that takes away from. Yeah. And it's too splintered and there's not really like a one place to find music anymore. Right. You know, it used to be the radio or it used to be MTV. Right. And, and that was it. That's how you got new pop music. And yeah. now the internet so you has all its own corners. Yeah. And you got saturated. And access to everybody, nothing's exclusive. I mean, I guess for Elvis, what he brought uh, came on the Ed Sullivan show or something like that. That was his, yeah, right, yeah, and shook his hips and and everybody was like scandalous, <laughs> scandalous, <laughs> wild. The fifties, man, crazy <laughs> shit. The fact that this was considered, you know, that kind of shirt is V neck <laughs> dip, you know, and the hip the hip shake was you know considered like scandalous and sexy type of you know when baywatch launches in the 90s guys are like whoa you know and now it's like dude they're just in bikinis what's the big deal (laughs) but when it comes out guys are like whoa that's on television you're like yeah i just watched the Nicki minaj video where she's just wearing something over her nipples (laughs) like chill out the floor for five minutes (laughs) but what this is what i was gonna say um in today's society the only people i ever meet that is like obsessed with elvis are people from tennessee i don't think i've ever <laughs> met anybody outside of tennessee that thought elvis was a god mm. yeah, that's yeah 
versus like in the fifties where I don't think you had to be from Tennessee. It was a, it was a spread out thing. It's just what was being sold at the time. And he was young and he was fairly attractive and pushing boundaries. And that, that always, he has horrible along, Christmas right? music, though. And I know Paul <laughs> thinks all Christmas music is horrible, but especially especially Elvis Christmas music is fucking god-awful. Christmas. Oh, I hate Without his cover you. of White Christmas. It is so bad. I'm not naming any names, but I uh, know somebody who uh, wears an Elvis like suit from Halloween every single year for like the last 20 years. So they're they're alive in their heart anyway. Well, I feel like you should name their name because you know where I thought this sentence was going. I thought it was still going to be on Christmas music, and when he was like, "I'm not going to say any names," I thought for sure he was talking about his wife. Well, well. But as soon as he mentioned the Elvis suit, I was like, maybe not. No, he's, already, <laughs> he's already thrown her under the bus once tonight. Get it twice. <laughs> She's been behaving herself, not playing too much Christmas music around me yet this year. Oh. So. I love it. I love that Christmas jams. Jams. I'm, I'm okay with it after December first. So yeah. Um, yeah. Elvis. All right. Yeah, that's well, it for let's, me. Uh, let's let's get some worsty judgments. Trav. Yes, sir. Where's this sitting on your Thursdaysy ranking? All right. So I did go back and start adding some of the films. I said I wasn't going to justify putting on Scorsese's list, but I did anyways to kind of get a feel for what my list would be. And I have this sitting at my number 11. Uh, It's sitting right behind Cannonball at 10 and right in front of King of Comedy at 12. Hmm. So your boy got it. Nice. Thanks. Where's this thing in your Thursdays he rankings? All right. So if it had um, better, uh, the the songs are fine, but it's not what I would want from an Elvis tour. I, I think they probably made some weird choices as far as maybe he was too slurry on some of the other stuff. Uh, it's at my number 10 uh, in between Italian American and Boxcar Bertha. I've got Cannonball 11. So, well, it'll be 12 now. Um, but yeah, I, I like it all right, but uh, compared to Woodstock and The Last Waltz, I appreciate Marty's editing style, and it's cool to see that he's had a hand in a lot of iconic uh, music of the time, mm-hmm. but but this one is not a must-see unless you're like a big Elvis fan, I think. Yeah, yeah no, I agree, but it, we can all agree it's better than Medicine Ball. Yeah. Or what What was the, what did you say it was called? We're coming on? for your daughters. We have come for your daughters. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. What a horrible day. <laughs> well, you could have called this one that also, I guess. Uh, uh, no, I think this one yeah. was called our daughters are coming for you. <laughs> for you? <laughs> <laughs> it's got Booker T in the back. Uh, uh, and then I guess me. Is oh yes, Paul. Sorry, sitting. Um, so I, I, I will say I gave this four stars. Uh, while while I don't think it's incredible by any stretch of the imagination, it 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 served its function, which mm-hmm. is fine. I think it's really well edited, and I really like not to just go off on what 
Scorsese was doing, but he is the focus of the show. I do think the montages were all really well done. Yeah. 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 Like this anytime. was edited really well. Yeah. I so it. I went ahead and gave it four stars. I have, but I have it sitting down at my 14, uh, right under Boxcar Bertha, right on top of Unholy Rollers. I, yeah, see, I don't have Unholy Rollers on my list because I missed that week. <laughs> well, if you, you know, shout out to the coastal Virginia um, roller derby. But I went ahead and created a completely separate Thursday list so that I could have this as its own list and not in Scorsese's directing list. Yeah, gotcha. that's okay, the kind gotcha. of nerd I am. Well, no, good. yeah. Yeah, my, I mean, my list is called the. Uh, Scorsese, Thursese, Scabies, Rabies, Babies. So what's it called? It's just, it's strictly for this podcast and nothing else. <laughs> yeah, I just got two separate lists. One one for the films he directed and one for the podcast. So I like that. So that's, where that, that. that's where that's going. All right. Well, we're going to call it there. Tram, will you let the people know where they can find you on the media's social I think I will, Paul. I think I will. You can find me on the Instagram at ZKAudio, where I'm also on the Twitter at T-R-A-V-I-O-S-Z-K. And you can also find me on Letterboxd, where I'm ranking and reviewing all the movies. Um, Squirt McCoy, where are we going to find you at? <laughs> you can find me on Critiker, Zachmaster, X-A-K-K-M-A-S-T-E-R, or TikTok, House Havoc. Letterbox, search by my name, Mr. <laughs> Heartbreak Hotel Workman. Uh, you can find me at Father of the Fear across the platforms of Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Letterboxd, where I do a running tally of all the movies I watched of the week. And this week, I watched Home Sweet Home Alone, which was awful. That was just <laughs> oh, no. I I was really hoping it was going to be fun. I know it, it's awful if Paul's saying it's awful. It. <laughs> I, I am a guy who loves children's films, and I had so many problems with the way that they decided to plot this movie. Uh, go ahead, hit me up, and I'll tell you about some of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so, uh, Zach, what are we watching next week? Next week, we're watching back to a Marty-directed film, After Hours. Finally. <laughs> Which you can find and rent on Amazon. Google, Voodoo, or YouTube. Excellent. Uh, we would like to thank Trav from our hey. sister podcast, Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks, for producing our show. We'd like to thank Chad Ramsey for our most excellent theme song. We'd like to thank Megan Hand J Bellevue for our beautiful artwork. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Oscar Worsty Pod and on Facebook at the Oscar Worsty Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a nice five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. Really helps us be seen in the almighty algorithm. Like a river flows, surely algorithm goes. Mm, Some things. Yeah, sorry. Oh, nope, you're good. <laughs> no. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, for Trav Zach and the Captain Marvel Junior jumpsuits I would like for you all to have a damn fine day